Hey guys, welcome back to the Cruciform Life Podcast. This is a discussion-based podcast where three friends get together and talk about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life, the ups and downs of doing life together. If you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of His Word and His Son. All right, guys, welcome back to the next episode of the Cruciform Life. We're excited to continue the conversation on the topic of prayer, and we're actually going to dive into the Lord's Prayer out of Matthew 6, uh, starting in verse 5. And I'm sh- I'm actually going to read that quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of dive in and give our thoughts on it. But starting in verse 5, it says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, that they receive their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to the Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. What do you guys think on that? What's your thoughts? I mean, the first thing that kind of jumps to my mind, and I guess before we go through, you know, the the actual prayer, I think that what I love about God is that you can see so many times throughout the Bible that, God truly cares about your heart more than he cares about anything else. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think that, you know, I know that we've joked before, Pat, you grew up in the Catholic church and by God's grace, you're here. And, you know, (laughs) and Mike and I grew up in a similar church that is not like the one that we currently go to. But I feel like, you know, you were on the side, Pat, that it's like, almost like no prayer or just like structured prayer Yeah, that you could basically feel someone coming at you with a ruler if you messed it up. You better memorize this prayer. I don't care if you don't know what it means or not. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, I I don't know about Mike, I don't know how crazy it was at your church, but like for me growing up, it was just like screaming in tongues (laughs) nonstop, (laughs) you know? And it's like there, there is, there's a balance of the two. And it's a, you know, and I think that I feel like there's so many times that we want to be not even that we want to be, but it's, it's in our nature to be the people on the street corners, you know? And I, I I just love, I love the fact that God cares about our hearts and, you know, even when it's like, as he says in verse seven, like, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. You know, and I love it because there's other points in the Bible that they hit at the Greeks for their wisdom and knowledge. And he's like, just bring me your heart. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's the first thing I got out of it, Pat. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't care. He he already knows what we need. As, yeah. as it says here, he, he, your father knows what you need before you ask him yeah. and pray like this. You know, I, I just, we, you can't fool God. No. You know, you can't pretend to come to him essentially and talk. To yeah. Him. You, you know, um, I don't know. I, so going into like the actual prayer, the Lord's prayer, we start with our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So 
right off from the start, um, we're called to view God, who he is, yeah. um, how great he is. He is the father. Um, so basically having a perspective and an awe of God, I think when we first come to prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And treating him like our father, right? right? Like, yeah. And obviously God is our perfect father, right? Yeah. Like our, our earthly fathers are not perfect and we as fathers are not perfect, but to have that perspective when we go to him and talk to him. Yeah. It's like he's our dad. Like mm-hmm. think of my 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 young kids and climbing up on my lap, "Daddy, I love you." Yeah. You know, like that should be the perspective that we have with with God, like as our father is, "Daddy, I love you." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and thank you for everything you've given me. Like you're great. I want to be just like you someday. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what our kids say to us. I'm yeah. sure your kids say the same thing. Like, "Dad, I want to be like you when I grow up." You know, my my oldest says, "Dad, I'm going to be big just like you someday." And you know, like that should be like our heart towards God as our father is like, I want to be just like you. Yeah. You know, that, that should be, but. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go into, you know, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For some reason, I, what I'm hearing in my head, as I said, that is that one elevation worship song as it is in heaven. And I think that there's so many times that, I don't know, I, I think that you can sit here and you look, you can look at theology that states like heaven is going to be now and we have it now. And, and it's, we have the kingdom of heaven as now because of Christ and how he announced that in the beginning of his ministry, like the kingdom is at hand, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that I more or less, when I, when I, see this, I'm brought back to God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I I pray for, I want to pray for obviously my surroundings, but even in my own walk, I want God, your kingdom come, your will be done here in my life because you are ultimately sovereign. I know that you are in control, not me. And as much as I want to go on YouTube and look at videos and fix all of my crap. And you know, when my mom and dad ask me, Hey, how do I fix the remote? I tell them, go on YouTube, (laughs) (laughs) but at the end of the day, I want God, I'm, I want your kingdom come, your will be done in uh, on earth as it is in heaven and, and how that affects me and my family and my day in day out is that I want you to be in control of all things and, and to be sovereign over my life. And I know that you are, so Lord, let me see your goodness and let me see you in all the things that happened today reveal that to me because ultimately that's that's how in my opinion how we should view god that god is sovereign over all things yeah you know and he is in control and there's not a fleeting moment that gets by him that's a surprise to him he saw it all he wrote it all and he's there and you know yeah yeah and then as we jump into verse 11 there give us this day our daily bread you know and it's simple and it's straightforward. It's like, it's just our prayer that God just take care of us today. You know, and I think of the Israelites as they were wandering in the wilderness and, you know, they, they were getting manna, right. And they were getting manna. They were being taken care of daily. And then they complained, <laughs> right. Then they complained and they were like, God, this isn't good enough. We need meat. And I probably would have done the same thing to be honest. <laughs> but then, you know, God miraculously provides, you know, the quail, right. And, yeah. and, even even in their complaint still provides for them. Yeah. But ultimately, just what Ben was talking about, right, in verse verse 10, that your will be done. Yeah. Right, like giving us this day our daily bread, like, God, I want 
the daily bread that you have planned for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Not what I have designed, not enough to get by in my perspective, but Lord, with what you want for my life. Yeah. Give us yeah. this day our daily bread. And I instantly think of food and, you know, a house and gas in your cars and yeah, things yeah. like that. Like as Americans, that's like, that's where we go to is like, I want that and enough money in my bank account to not be stressed out and, and all this stuff. But ultimately like we need to learn to trust God daily right yeah. to provide for us and not rely on our bank accounts and the food in our fridge to to be the one that does take care of us it's yeah. good man and i think that one of the things that goes back to even as pat said earlier that you know your father knows what you need when you yeah. ask before you even ask him right. you look at the israelites mm-hmm. and one of the most amazing things to me is that and i think it's overlooked at least for me is that he says you know, don't, I believe he says, don't take more than you can eat in Correct. one day. Yeah. Cause then it spoils. But like and the whole thing is what, and I'm, you know, maybe I'm taking it out of context sure, or extrapolating sure. it, but like, what is the spoil? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the spoil is like, trust me. Right. I yeah. totally, I know what you need today. Yep. And I know what and you're going to provide, for you, and I'm gonna provide yeah. for you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You don't know? hoard enough, you know, to hopefully make through tomorrow, but God proved to them, right? Like, yeah. He proved to them that you don't need that leftovers. I'll provide for you again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that, go, that points back to his goodness. And Absolutely. The fact that he is, as we said, even out of verse nine in the beginning, like he is a good father. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. He, know, he knows what we need. And now jumping down into verse 12 and forgive us our debts as, as we also have forgiven our debtors. So I, I, th- I think we often, we, we think of what we've been forgiven of you know, with, with, with God, with the redemption of, of through Christ. But we, the fact of the matter is we still sin every day and we yeah. still have to ask for forgiveness and like not lose sight of that. I don't like hearing that, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also not only asking for forgiveness for ourselves, but also being able to forgive others. Yeah. It, you know, it's, I mean, it's how it's worded, but it's, Which, it's, how, how, it's true. How it, imperfect are we at that though? Right. Yeah. No, I you know. know. Like, I'm very bad at that. <laughs> I mean, I think back to, you know, there's a, one of our pastors and he, he said that before his elder interview, before taking the, the position that he has, he was asked if he holds grudges. And I remember he's told, he's like, no, we, we, we don't. And I remember thinking to myself, like, man, like, give me that. Like, I, I am right. so prideful. I am such yeah. a pride monster <laughs> at times. And I don't know. That is like a special type of faith, man. That's a special type of walk that, you know, you are able to, like, I just, I know I don't do this. And this is why I should be praying this every day. I think it's part of sanctification, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier today, ironically enough in Bible study, like talking about like some of the older guys in our group, Yeah, almost like the older you get. Mm-hmm. you think that you're able to figure it out more, but really like what they were telling us was, no, you actually realize I'm that much further from God yeah. and yeah. I have this much more to go because yep. every step of the way, part of the sanctification, you, you realize how much, how big God is and what he saved us from, I think. Yeah. And that's, that's also like part of the forgiveness process too, of, towards others. The more you realize and understand, I don't think we'll ever fully understand what God did for us on the cross, but you're more easily able to forgive others as you grow, you know, in your walk by realizing 
that, putting that in per- to perspective yeah. of what God did. You, you know, that's the, really the only way you, more easily, you, like you and I yeah. can be better at forgiving others, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know I, if right, I'm wording there. No, for sure. Uh, I, before, uh, before Bible study, um, you know, us early birds, they get there, unlike some others. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm talking with, uh, with Steve and uh, he's telling us about feral cats. And he was telling us the story about when he was when he was younger, he worked at the Humane Society and he had this feral cat that he's never seen uh, a cat jump that high. It just kind of pounced and, you know, leapt at least over a crate. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a cat person, so I don't know. But to put it into some form of perspective, it was a quite a bit of a jump. And um, I think that it, as we were talking throughout Bible study, I kept thinking about it. And Alistair Begg, he was preaching and he, he was saying how, you know, it's very easy when you're a young, you know, you're a young man, you're a young Christian, you can look at, you know, leaders that we esteem and we can, we easily look at them and we see them and we say, man, like I, I need to get there now. I need, and we forget that sanctification is a slow mm-hmm. and ugly process, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, you you can't ever get to where like I can't look at Alistair Begg and say like all right I'm gonna get there tomorrow right you know you you can't do that because even he says like you can never look at someone who's in that position without understanding how much pain mm-hmm. and suffering has come along the way and I think that that's that's where forgive you need to have the ability to forgive yeah you know and because it's not even just like our in we'll say like interactions in the world, like we need to be able to figure forgive in our own home. Right. You know, yeah. like, I mean, the onus is on us as men to lead our wives in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, I don't care if it's, and I'm guilty. Like, I don't care if it's her fault. Like I need to make sure that I'm the one who starts the process yeah. of restoration. In the as home. men were leaders in that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a gut check to pride, man. You know, Same but here. like I, I, I realize how much I fall short on that because like I need to be forgiving because I was, as you said, Pat, I was forgiven of so much, you know? So, yeah. And I mean, you know, not to keep rambling about just the, that one verse, but to go into 13 and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil mm. and ouch, you know, I think that as men, and I think I said this in the last episode, as men, we are we are faced with temptation in so many different arenas, whether it could be financial lust, um, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank. There is no way we can combat that without prayer Mm -hmm. and without acknowledging the fact that there is only one who was good and one who was perfect and blameless and who was tempted in all ways that we are tempted, but did not fall. And that's Christ. And he is our deliverer. He is the one who gets us out of the evil. And I mean, that's my, my rock right there that, you know, from my own life is, you know, that he leads us not into temptation and, you know, delivers us from that evil that we see daily in so many ways. Yeah. So good. So good. And wrapping up the, the chapter here, um, in verse 14, for if you forgive others of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And obviously with verse 12, we've talked quite a bit about forgiveness, but um, 
just to wrap this up, I think that we're called to forgive others, right? And we're, we're called to forgive others because the Father has forgiven us because of what his son Christ has done for us. Yeah. And that has to be a constant reminder when we walk this life, when somebody cuts you off in traffic or, <laughs> you know, you, you're mad at your coworker for doing whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, like we're called to forgive. And no matter how small the trespass or how big the trespass, it doesn't matter. Like we are called to forgive. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's easy. A lot of times it's difficult, you know, and, um, but we are called to forgive no matter what the situation is in the Lord through much prayer, I think can allow you to forgive others of their trespasses. And again, it's not an easy process. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a long time to fully forgive people, but we are called to walk that journey out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that is, that is what, uh, Jesus has taught us and his disciples to pray right? Like we are called to pray that. And I think that's a great spot to pray and, and to start with prayer if you're having trouble with prayer. And literally just open your Bible and read through the Lord's prayer. God, I, you know, our, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, you're so holy. You're, you're glorious. Yes. Right? Like going through that in, in your morning, your morning time or wherever you pray, like thinking about that, God, your kingdom come. I want your will to be done in my life. God, give me everything that I need today with your daily bread and forgive my debts just as if you've forgiven everybody else, right? You know, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil and forgive us as we, you know, as we forgive others. And, and praying that is a great spot if you're stuck. If you're stuck and not knowing what to pray, it's a great spot to do it. It's a great spot to go to and, and, and walking that through and praying, praying scripture, I think is a great thing to do. Yeah. But it also comes back to knowing scripture. Yeah, for sure. Knowing scripture and praying scripture, right? Those are God's words. And we can't ask for anything better in this life other than what God calls us to ask for in his word, right? Amen. And I firmly believe that. But um, with our limited time remaining, do you guys have anything else you guys want to add into the topic of prayer uh, for our listeners? I think that probably one of the things that I just want to add in quick is that you said that this is praying through this and this is what helps mold us. And we've talked that this is what helps conform us into the image of Christ mm. and spending time with God. And, yeah. you know, not to bring back Alistair Begg, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this <laughs> because he was driving with his kids in this car. And he says that I believe that golf and driving are two activities that show a lot about a person. And, you know, he goes into how he is giving a very colored commentary of this person's driving. And he, he says that when I had finally run out of adjectives to characterize this person's driving, I hear this little voice from the back of the car say, just another encouraging word from your pastor. <laughs> and literally, like, I, you know, the whole crowd starts, it erupts in laughter. But at the end of the day, that that's a... You, you know, a very highly esteemed pastor talking about a real thing. And that's the fact that we all need Christ yeah, and we all need, you know, sanctification and to walk it out. But the, the way that we, we stay in that communion with, with Christ is in my opinion, through reading his word and through prayer. And I fall short every day, but praying through this, praying through this scripture, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. 
Thanks, guys, for joining us on this episode of the Cruciform Life. Just wanted to make a mention to check us out on our social media pages and give us a follow and subscribe to our podcast.